Mike has a gold mining plot in northern Alaska, 130 miles north of the Arctic Circle. He goes out there with his dog and his chainsaw, and he tends to his land once a year. Usually, he goes alone. Because, see, Mike is a real seasoned outdoorsman. But he had this friend, Andy. And Andy was not an outdoorsman. He was sort of a city slicker, at least compared to Mike. Andy was a friend of mine, and he wanted to get out into the wilderness and see what it was really like one time. So one year, Mike agreed to take his friend Andy up to Arctic gold country. They stayed out there for a couple of weeks in totally beautiful, empty wilderness. But it wasn't actually until the day that they went to float out to the airstrip to go home that Andy's big wilderness adventure really started. When we were ready to leave, we were just going to throw the raft in and float down to the lake where the airstrip was. We woke up and there was about two or three inches of snow on the ground. It's like 10 degrees above zero. (laughs) This was mid-September. So when we got out to the river, there were big chunks of ice running down the river. So we load up and we start down the river. Things are going okay, we got maybe about four miles and there was this nick point across the river and ice had jammed up there. The water was going over the rocks and then it was going under the ice. Running into the ice jam would mean disaster and they were headed straight for it. We don't want the raft to go under the ice. And they didn't want to go with it. Current started picking up a little bit and it's like, oh God, what are we gonna do? The water picked up even more speed and with only moments left until they were sucked under, Mike came up with a plan. If we can keep the front end of it up somehow by jumping out and grabbing it, hopefully we'll be okay. The water got to top speed and they jumped. Just as the tip of the raft was about to get pulled under, they grabbed it and pulled up hard. But as it hit that ice, tore the bottom out. It was all they could do just to hold on to their bottomless raft. Out went their gold mining gear, and... Most of our food. (laughs) That was the big thing. So what we did is we said, okay, this is it. We're going to have to go from here on foot. Now we're just going to take with us what we absolutely needed. A small tent, our sleeping bags, what food we had left, which was one bag of rice, two duck breasts, and a bottle of Worcestershire sauce. That was it. They were stranded almost 40 miles from the airstrip, and it was getting dark. That night, they camped in the snow next to the ice jam. We broke camp that morning. I think we ate the bag of rice, and that was our breakfast. We heft our packs, and we start walking down the banks of the river. It continued to snow for the next two days. Snow was probably just below our knees. It totally masked the surface of the ground, perfect for breaking your leg. Finally, I said to Andy, this is a situation where one of us could really get hurt badly, and then we'd really be in trouble. And he said, well, aren't we in trouble already? I said, no, we're not in trouble already, but but if one of us gets seriously injured, we go from being in good shape instantaneously to being in real bad shape. We're about 130 miles north of the Arctic Circle here. There's no communication at all. Their pilot would have to come looking for them if he didn't find Mike and Andy at their original meeting spot. Mike found a gravel bar that was big enough for the plane to land on, and they sat down to camp and wait. 
just hoping that the plane would find them soon. We're going to have dinner, and all we've got is two duck breasts. That was it. And the bottle of Worcestershire sauce. We thought about it and figured out oh, there's a reasonable chance we can get a rabbit, so we could, we'll just eat our duck, because we were hungry, all right? The next morning we get up and heated up some water and I made myself a cup of Worcestershire sauce tea. <laughs> I told him, I said, okay, look, you take the shotgun and go out and Andy's gone for about an hour and a half and he comes back with a rabbit. That was all we were able to get for the next three days. So then the next day, it was still snowing. And by this time, we were starting to feel the effects of not eating. Over the next few days, it just got worse and worse. Our conversations after the second day out there were about pretty much food, like whipped cream, butterscotch topping. We were both healthy young men, right? We'd come up with these little posits. We would say like, I'm trying to think of who the real babe movie star was back in those days. Let's say Sophia Loren. If Sophia Loren was here, and she said that she'd sleep with you tonight, or there was a big pile of pancakes with maple syrup and butter on it. What would you do? <laughs> Which would you take? And it was, I'm going for the pancakes, man. <laughs> so that's that's how far down the road we were. All right. The only if she'd had a purse with candy in it, we would have gone for it. No way we were interested in anything else but food. Food occupied our conversation pretty much. And then... Exclusively? Huh? Exclusively? Not exclusively, because periodically Andy'd say, do you think we're in danger here? <laughs> he was starting to wonder if we were ever going to get out of there. And to be perfectly honest with you, it was like, well, how much longer are we going to have this really lousy weather, and how much longer are we going to be sucking on four-day-old <laughs> rabbit bones that we boiled to death? They sucked on those rabbit bones and watched the sky for three long days. And then finally, on their fourth day, freezing and hungry. The weather broke. We're just sitting there next to the fire and hear this airplane coming. And we threw the green spruce on the fire and made a bunch of smoke and everything. It kept right on going. I don't think he ever saw us. A couple hours later, we heard an airplane coming and it turned out to be our pilot. This time, the pilot spotted them. He came to get them, and they flew home. We get back to my house, and uh, we get on the scale. He had lost 23 pounds, and I'd lost 24 pounds. Patty says, what do you guys want to eat? And I said, listen, Andy and I talked about this. What we want are four pancakes with butter between each pancake, maple syrup on top of that, and then two big scoops of vanilla ice cream, and then uh, whipped cream. So that's what you made us. We each had like four. <laughs> so what did Andy think of his, his wilderness experience? He figured he got it in spades, you know what I mean? That was about as good a wilderness experience as you could possibly have. Thank you, Mike Manly Man Cuns, for letting us know how it all went down. That piece was produced. <laughs> I mean, who else is going to deal with all the elements and blizzards and such? That piece was produced by Snap Judgment's own Julia DeWitt.
You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.